You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders and investors around the world. This is Joel Conan along with Dennis Dick. Welcome to Thursday's edition of Benzinga's PremarketPrep.com. We got a lot to cover today along with the jobs number coming up at 8.30, but it's all about electric vehicles. We'll talk about Tesla, NEO. Uh, we will also talk about Workhorse and Plug Power. Those stocks are absolutely on fire. Uh, we have Pfizer, nice follow through on yesterday's rally. We'll preview the jobs number. We'll talk a little bit about Mickey D's closing down uh, in the dining restaurants around the country. At 8.25, we will be joined. This is a big guest day, both on the morning show and the afternoon show. We will be joined by Jeremy Newsom at 8.25. And then you all want to tune in for our 3.40 p.m. show when Kenny the Warlock hit the bid. Glick will be joining me to co-host the uh, 3.40 session. Um, as we speak, the S&P futures are trading up by 23.75 handles, pre-market low. I know all so well because they missed my bid by a buck, 95 and a half, big level on the downside. I don't even know if we'll see it even on a bad jobs number. On the upside, we have taken out our five-day high. Last Friday, it hit 28.50. We went to 30.75. Thin on resistance until you get to uh, the 3147 area. That's some highs from last week. Uh, looking at crude, crude's joining in the rally up 30 cents at 4012. Gold is in the green as well by two dollars and twenty cents at 1782. This thing moves around, you can't even give it a quote so fast. Roughly two dollars in gold at 1782. Silver in the red by 3.3 cents at 18.185. Bitcoin, I don't even know if I'm going to quote it anymore. It's down $80. These are the futures at 9,245. Let's bring in Triple D. How am I doing? A plus. 
Thank Look you. Look at this, rocking it out without the producer. Joel, playing producer, playing trader, playing chart master, rocking it all out. You rock, buddy. You're do doing a good job. Do we even need Spencer back? I mean, I don't really. know if we do. Spencer, right. if you're listening, you might as well just stay on vacation. Joel <laughs> has now taken control of the wheel, just like Elon Musk. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh has boy. Elon Musk taken control of the wheel? The new most valuable automotive company in the world. And it's just tacking on another fun 92 points here this morning in full melt-up mode. Tesla Bulls reign supreme. Jason Rasnick is partying in the streets right now with his Tesla lungs. Elon Musk, Musk says his stock is undervalued at 720. It doesn't matter. It goes to 1215. What's Holy. up? <laughs> uh, well, it saved his life, right, from a one-car collision. Uh, that was a uh, – I think that was a letter to employees. I don't think he uh, he was able to tweet. Well, he could probably tweet when he's on his driverless car, right, because it's, it's much easier to do. You don't need to pay attention. Uh, holy smokes. Uh, pre-market high. Boy, I, I mean, we've even been higher than we are now. Let me uh, bring up my trusty data window. And my data window tells me we've been to 11.35. Oh, no, well, that's, well, that's the wrong session. we've been to a lot session. higher than 11.35 because uh, we're 12.18 right now. That was yeah. yesterday's. Wrong, that's wrong yesterday's session. show, Joel. You're running Tw yesterday's tape. Uh, well, Dennis, people have different charts with different time frames. Pre-market <laughs> high, 12.29.98. Currently mackerel. trading at so it's up, it's up 100 bucks. It's up 100 bucks. This is melt-up mode. This is what we talk about with Catalyst, though. I dropped the ball. Should have been thinking about this on Sunday. We know Tesla deliveries are coming after the bell, and we have seen multiple times where the stock runs up ahead of the numbers, and here we go. We are seeing a complete melt-up ahead of the numbers, short scrambling for cover, longs. I don't even know what to say. Unbelievable if you're still holding this stock. I played it a little bit. I got it way the hell too soon. You still have any Tesla? You have Tesla. Yeah, we do. Too. We do. Uh, Joel still got it too. I'll get Lisa. Lisa is an Lisa investor. She's like far. Warren Buffett. And I'll tell you what. Where did you buy Tesla? Uh, 420. Oh, right at, yo, the 420 level. Where it was supposed to go private originally. The pot number, all this, Joel. Uh, and I'll tell you, Wiley just getting rich on Tesla. Uh, and I'll tell you what the catalyst was. Uh, we were out at um, Somerset Mall, which is a, a nice mall out in this area, and we were walking around, and they had a they had a little store there. Yeah, they, and, they, have, they have the Tesla. Is it closed now? It's still open. The mall, man. Well, the mall's closed, but I have it, no idea. Is the Tesla? I heard that they were closing all the Tesla stores, though. But yeah, that's where I sat in my first Tesla as well. Somerset yes. Mall. Yep, and uh, she said, I like the car. Let's buy the sock. And I'm like, okay. And uh, that was it. I think I've told her to sell it at 500, 600, 700, 800, 900. And then on the way down at 800, 700, 600, 500, 400. And now I'm just not even going to say anything about it. But uh, anyways, but you know what? This is, uh, this is uh, igniting a rally. Neo, how can you not own Neo now? How can you not own everything electric? How about General Electric? Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> even General Electric up five cents here today. So even GE participating here, but 
It's Electric Avenue, folks. This is the electric market. Oh. It's running elect on electricity. Yeah, Neil, jump over to this one. So this is breaking out. Goldman was all over with the upgrade. I don't know why they decided they needed to downgrade it because they'd look like heroes here right now, but they did downgrade it a couple of, uh, I think, last week when they thought the stock had run too much. But you got to know, these electric cars just go forever. And then let's go to well, the I just want to know, when it. you said at, at Electric Avenue, what are you going to sing that song? We're going to rock down to <laughs> Electric Avenue. I knew you would. 80s. And then I, we take them higher. And that's what it higher. is. Higher. I just want to tell you that Neo delivered 3,740 vehicles in June. That's 179% growth year over year. So I just, I just want you to be aware of that. I, I don't uh, want to be short anything electric. Uh, I mean, I, Neo, I, okay, let's talk real here. This thing is hot, hot as hell. It goes 924. I got to think it's going to 10 bucks. The old Kenny Glick, we're going to have him on this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, talk about that. I mean, Kenny's right. I mean, and, and you can talk about, you know, options are obviously here too. So you got to think about strike prices. Traditionally, it was always every two and a half points. I know on some of these stocks, they've got them every buck there now. But usually that's why you go and in, in, you know, you're looking 20, 22 and a half, 25. You keep looking because that's where the options are. If we go and look at the Neo options train, they have them every 50 cents. So, I mean, so now maybe not as important as it once upon a time was, but you got to think. 10 bucks is a big level for it. So I think when it comes to 925, I don't think there's anything in there till 10. I don't see any reason that this doesn't go to 10. So am I, you know, advocated by 926 and sell at 10? I don't know the path for it to get there, but I wouldn't be surprised to seize 10. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised to seize 10 today. I don't know if it's going to or not, but the momentum that these things have, who the hell knows? So Neo hot, Tesla hot, anything to do with electric cars is hot. And then you can even look at the workhorse, with which obviously we oh, participated. What a range in. yesterday, huh? Well, uh, that's an unbelievable move. So it looks like the party is completely over in the morning. We know it started to leak. It got up to the big number, twenty bucks. We say when you know those are big hole numbers. Failed there. Comes in all afternoon. We're talking two days ago, and then just they pull the rug right out from under it in the morning, and it looks like the party is completely over. They take this thing down. The thirteen dollar handle there. If we look at the low thirteen sixty five, and then the buy the dippers emerge, and they take it up to fourteen, and then they take it up to fifteen, and to sixteen, and to seventeen, and to eighteen, and to nineteen, and then twenty, and then the new highs. Six hours later, it gets back all of the losses and closes on a new high, and now it's trading over that price twenty dollars and sixty five cents. I have a small position left in this. I've sold the majority of the stock because <laughs> I think, you know, you sell your peanuts while the circus is in town, but I kept Island a little Pyre. piece for fun. I, I, I mean, things are hot. Who knows what Kramer talked about it last night. He says, hey, look, stocks like this could go anywhere. This thing could double, could get cut in half. That was the Kramer thoughts. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, that thing could go to 30 or 40. The thing could go back down to 10 bucks. I'm participating in a little piece because with the house's money, but wow, what a move, WKHS. $3, uh, when Mitch gave it to us three and a half weeks ago, it was $3.35. It's now $20.51. It's got to be one of the best calls on this show from our chat members of all time. All right, uh, pre-market high, twenty-one fifty. if you want to use that as a target. Uh, boy, oh boy, this thing is just throwing some volume around. So you can't say people are just, you know, painting the tape with this. It's just 
just volume. Just uh, it's the hot. It's the hottest stock. Uh, the trade, how oh, many shares did it trade yesterday? I, I, let's just talk the volume and what the volume was a month ago. Go okay. look at a daily okay. volume from a month ago, Joel, and give us like you know the range when it was. Yeah, how about I do this? How about yeah. I do this? How about I do this? How about show a, us? Yeah, show us a better illustration. Oh here. yeah, we love this. Okay. Yep. Boom, 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 Look boom, at boom. the volume explosion. And you've got to consider another thing, the dollar volume, because it was $2. So back on May 29th, it traded $2.48 and it traded 3 million shares, but that's only a $2 stock. Nothing. Now it's a $20 stock and it's trading 125 million. So you have to multiply times 10 to get the dollar volume. So it's incredible how much stock of this is trading. This is caught up in the complete retail fad. And we know, um, you know, the retail fad gets hot. These things go crazy. And that's what's happened here. I mean, it's already gone crazy. I don't know. And I don't think anybody knows where this party ends here. I'm trying to write it up. I almost sold it yesterday because I thought the party was over. When it started rallying in the afternoon, I was like, I should lighten up. But I was like, you know what? This thing's crazy enough to just go back. I can keep going higher. And I think it's crazy enough to keep going. It's, a, it's not the workhorse, it's the crazy horse. It, oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, uh, not yesterday, and it's but working. I, Tuesday. Funds for you today. One hundred and sixty-five million five hundred and two thousand and seventy-three <laughs> shares traded. And the other thing here, and I don't get to bring this up much, but you know, because everyone's like, "Do you pay attention to volume? Volume, volume, volume?" And all these volume profiles and all volume, right? You know, if it trades a price, it traded the price. You know, it's. I don't. I look at volume. This is how I look at volume. Okay, look at the updates. The updates, the, the volume was increasing. And then you got to 324. You had two down days, two days lower volume. Two up days, higher volume. A down day, lower volume. Same way, going through the whole thing on the updates. So if you want to, you know, this is the, the extent. The FOMO is driving the bus when you look at that volume profile. Right. People aren't selling that hard on the way down, but they are buying the hell out of it on the way up. FOMO driving the bus. Yep. And this will also be a good indication, you know, when, you know, and I'm not going to try and call top. I haven't called the top or tried to pick a bottom in this, but this volume profile will be one that um, we'll be able to tell. Gary Fick, Joel, how do you get to that in trade station? Real quick lesson here. What you do here, let me close it out. Look at here. this promo for Trade Station. I know. I'm going to have to give them a Free call. Free advertising Trade Station. They love us. And I don't even know Actually, 5%. We have some friends there. They do love us. I don't even have 5% of the functionality down in anyways. But I go right click. And, I, and when you right click, you pull up and it says view data window. And it just absolutely popped up over there. So that's how you do it, Gary. Uh, thanks for the questions. Also, folks, you know, we never stress enough how important it is for you guys to ask questions. Now, I know there's a lot of experience, you know, traders in here and all, what do we got, like six chats going or whatever. But if you ever, ever have a question on something, I mean, today's a lot, my head's on a swivel running the show and doing everything. So it's a little bit harder. But if anybody has any question on anything, please get it in there. Don't be offended if I don't get to it. Um, also, you can uh, you can catch me on Hot Mike because I at nine o'clock because we are not covering all the issues. That's code Joel three one seven. So if I don't get to your question here, don't be discouraged. You can join me later, or you can join me 
at the 340 chat. Uh, let's not uh, leave out plug power and you know. Anything gonna... to do with electric cars is hot. Plug, Ballard power. Fuel cell's just been hanging out. Um, it hasn't gone yet, but it almost looks like it could go. So it's on my watch list, ready to strike on that one. But okay. let's go, like, I mean, plug, it's 9.56. What I just say about Neil? They go 9.25, they go 10 usually. This is Kenny Glick, hit the bed, how the way he trades. It says stock goes through 9, goes to 10. Stock goes through 9, probably goes to 10. Plug power probably goes to 10. Again, you'll run into optionality issues. Ballard power, 16.76. Holy mackerel. Anything to do with electric cars is just on fire. 9.7. 979. That marks your pre-market high. That was made early this morning uh, between uh, 5 and 5.15 a.m. Pretty good volume in this one this morning as well. Nothing uh, compared uh, with the workhorse uh, volume, you know, or price. And I think I saw on the schedule last week or for next week, don't hold your breath. Uh, But I think we're going to have the Plug Power CEO on the, on the show next week. We are. He's on the schedule. He, oh, you looked at the schedule for a change? Uh, no, Spencer texted me. Okay. okay. <laughs> I never look at the schedule. I'm like, who's coming on the show today? Because I have no idea. And it's Jeremy. Jeremy's coming on in 10 minutes. And I was like, okay. yeah, we love Newsome. We need the energy. I don't oh, give you man. enough energy. We need the Jeremy Newsome energy to really get the double power here for our holiday weekend coming up. I'm going to get a day off tomorrow, apparently. Although uh, the Toronto you, market's open, maybe I don't get you, the day off. You can trade the futures until one. I can trade the, the Toronto Stock Exchange too. Tomorrow. Yeah, they'll they'll run from you, but they don't have a pre-market or after hours, right? They do. It's it's interesting. So it is very. You think the U.S. market pre-market is thin? The Toronto Stock Exchange <laughs> is very thin, but they do now. They do have a little pre-market after hours action. It's pretty much just on the big names. But yeah, and a, a few years ago, so there is a little bit of action pre-market after hours, but it's limited. So, okay. okay, we're still going on this. Wait, we, we'll move away from the electric cars here. So we've been talking 20 minutes on electric cars. We've got seven minutes before Jeremy comes on. Shopify, I should have got the hat. The 1,000 hat was on order, didn't come in. Shopify, 1,000 bucks. I've been saying it on the show for two months, and I didn't participate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sold my stock. We know it ran from 300 to 620, and I was like, that was all in a month. I was like, I doubled my money in a month. I sold it. I never rebought the stock, even though I said I was going to. Terrible uh, for me to be calling Shopify 1000 for the last two months and not participate. But that's the story. 1042 valuation, meaningless. There's so many stocks where the valuation is meaningless right now, like Zoom, Tesla, Shopify. And when valuation is meaningless, price can go anywhere. Valuation won't matter on all these companies one day, but today is not that day. And that is why these stocks can pretty much go anywhere. Never short a stock where they don't care about valuation because you never know how long it's going to be before they start caring about valuation and they can go for a long time. Does it make sense that Shopify and Zoom are trading a hundred times sales or whatever they're trading? Who cares? It doesn't matter. The stock's hot and the story is hot and people are jumping all over it because you know what? Majority of your investors don't do any fundamental analysis. They just see a hot stock and they grab it. So if, if the story is hot, nothing else matters. The st- story remains hot at Shopify. 
$1,041. Who knows where this party ends? Uh, trading at the highs of the pre-market session, 1043. Uh, is it bid there or is it offered there, Dennis? I don't uh, even... It's liquid, 1042 to 1043. Get out of this okay. thing, whatever you need. So, whatever you need, it. Joel. Go in the middle, Dennis. Go 42 and a half bid. You'd probably get done right away. Am I, should I be buying? Probably going 1100 no, I, 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 I can't chase it. I couldn't chase it at 750 I'm not chasing it at 1040 It's just not my style. I will trade it. I will day trade it. I will bounce around in it. But as a swing trade on this, I've missed the boat, even though I've called the whole thing. All right. Uh, and I want to say that I, I – have not participated either, either on the short side or the long side. So, Remember, oh, actually, I, hey, actually, I did buy puts once. I did buy puts once, and the stock dropped like 50, 60 bucks, and I'm like, I am never covering this, and I ended up covering it a pretty good loss. And I think it was that one time you shorted it and got lucky. Yeah, and, well, uh, that day I sold my long, so this oh. is going back to April the 21st. And I was like, this has just gotten dumb. I sold my long and went short at six. I think it was like 660 on that day, almost near the high. The reason I started shorting it is because Amazon and some of those like online stay at or uh, stay at home plays that we've been talking about, you know, Kramer's COVID index. uh, Some of the gamers started rolling over and Shopify hadn't rolled over yet. I was like, I think it's going to roll over. I think it's going to follow suit. Amazon started rolling over that day. So I shorted Shopify at 660 and I covered it at like 565. I got almost the whole range from that day. I took like 90 points on it. So, uh, which was unbelievable for a day trade, um, obviously. And, uh, you know, I couldn't play that better. But what I did wrong was I didn't turn around and flip and buy. And if I would turn around and flip and buy, I'd be double my money right now. So All right, I called it well that day, but I didn't get it back. And you know what? Sometimes. I really can feel my spiny senses are telling me something's going to top out. My biggest yeah. issue is I forget about it. I don't come back to it and I don't buy it back. So that's the problem with selling stocks is if you don't remember to buy them back, even if you call the temporary top, then eventually they start going higher and it's gone. And Shopify took off without me, gave me a couple chances for about two to three weeks to get it back where I bought it. I didn't take that chance, should have. And obviously the stock is now gone without me. I'm going to throw you a curveball here. We haven't talked about Fizz in a long time. Nav- National Beverage Corp. Yeah. Uh, just getting a quick question about it. Trading What's up. What's the story here today? I, I don't know. I just looked on news. I mean, it, oh. it's yeah, it's up on 1,000 shares. It hit 71. It is bid up at 67 a quarter, though, so it's got to be something, something going on. Something going on. I don't know. I'm not I'm not seeing anything here. Uh, all I'll say, you know, I'm looking at this chart, and you can look at the pre I mean, I'm, this is one of those occasions where I'm going to go to a monthly chart here. And what stock do you think this reminds me of here? They had this? earnings last night, Fizz. They did have earnings? Yeah, this is earnings. Yeah, I didn't really? actually, I don't even think it was on my schedule. So that's. I don't even think, uh, I don't see it on pro either here. Yeah, I believe they had earnings last night. That's what they're talking about. Okay. So. What does this chart remind you of uh, of a you know and not not as quite as uh as bad but doesn't this remind you of a um a stamps.com chart you know gets killed i know stamps.com came on the down comeback a lot. trail yeah yeah i don't know i mean i like fago i think they have some other drinks too i don't know if you're long this one hold on i mean on the monthlies it just you know yeah 
looks like it has a lot of room to go. I don't. I, have I think you got. You know, obviously earnings can be whipsaw days. It hasn't traded much, so this is an important day for it to hold on. But I'd say as long as this thing's above fifty nine dollars, the bulls are in control. So for you swing traders out there, but as long as this thing, I wouldn't want to own it below fifty nine. But as long as it's above there. Who knows? These things can run. I mean, all trading is about risk reward and knowing where you're at. Talking about that, trade on. Akash wants triple D. Can you give an example of a trade which went wrong and how you exited? Went wrong probably because it started moving no, against me. What, but how? But like, do you have one? Like, did you have any losers last night or this morning? I always have losers. So my day trading is different. I give that stuff zero tolerance because I got a feel for it. I do. I also do. The other thing is I'm doing index art, right? So that's different. So I'm using, you know, all, I'm buying stocks against the indexes. And obviously that's, you know, something that most people can't participate in because first you need a lot of capital to do it. Second, you need to be quick. And third, I use algorithms. So most people aren't going to be able to participate. So most of the stuff I talk about on the show is usually, you know, like when I'm liking a setup, when I'm liking a swing trade. So when I'm setting up a swing trade and I just did one, so I'll bring it up here, full disclosure, I'm in this stock. Uh, I'm long Spotify again. And I look at this and I'm like, okay, this is the kind of stock that could get, you know, the story could get hot again. So um, it's trading up here this morning. I bought it yesterday and leaning on the low of the move. So 253.64, I bought it at 256. And I was like, if it takes out that low of the move, I'm going to stop myself out. So, and I'll give it a little room, like maybe 251, 252. So I was willing to lose about five points. And I'm just saying that this is the kind of market that, you know, the hot stocks get hotter. This trend is clearly up. It's consolidated for three or four days. I'm guessing that this could be consolidation to go higher. So that's the only reason I've got my out predefined. So if for whatever reason, Spotify starts to come back in, goes under 252, I'm going to stop myself out and lose my four or five bucks. I might give it a 250, so I'd lose six points. I'm up six points in it already, but my whole goal is I think Spotify could run to 300 bucks so you know it'd be a really nice risk reward but when i'm setting up these swing trades i usually like a two to one risk reward so if i'm risking five bucks i want to make 10 at a minimum so then i can be wrong two times for every time i'm right and still be breaking even and and i do these you know in, in different markets i do the swing trade it's not my bread and butter the short-term day trading is you know and i trade you know off everything with the day trading you know i trade the momentum I trade this. I trade the sympathy plays. We've talked about that kind of stuff too. I do the open. Um, there's there's so many different trades. You know, I make you know anywhere from 100 to 300 trades in a day. So I'm doing a lot of short term different scalps. But the swing trade stuff is stuff that people obviously can participate in. You know, even with the smaller capital. So I look first at what you know is my potential loss and where I'm going to get out. So I have my contingency plan and I'm looking for setups. And usually I'm buying strong stocks and shorting weak stocks kind of going with the momentum. Spinner talks about that all the time too. I'm, I'm basically buying stocks that are in uptrends, selling stocks that are in downtrends, buying the dips on the ones that are in uptrends and selling the rips on the stocks with downtrends because those trends can, can persist for a long time. All right. You know what time it is. It is 826 and we're a minute late here and we are going to bring in one of the most energetic, humorous, is he nicest energetic guys than me? Uh, no, might be. Jeremy, are you there? Gentlemen, what is going on? Uh, I want, are we, uh, you got your camera going? There was I a am camera. not in a very nice place to have a camera. I'm in a hotel room, so it's just a really boring background. But oh, we, we like that still, though. We, we want to see your face. Yeah. <laughs> Can you right. do it? Well, 
I there he is. Oh, yeah. oh, he didn't make his bed, so that's oh, why. Geez. Oh, I don't we care about have Jeremy on don't there. About that. No, <laughs> we want to see if you got. Do you got the do with like the stripes on the side or anything I like ha- that? Well, they're coming in. They're coming in, man. They're uh, it's growing back for sure. All right, I got you? I got a couple questions here. One, where are you? Like, what city? Yep, I am in Gainesville, Georgia, right now. So I'm visiting the family for the Fourth of July weekend. So that we have oh, like a excellent. family reunion every uh, every year this weekend. So I'm down here to hang out with everybody. And you're obviously not afraid to go to hotels because you're in one right now. So does it give your thoughts about the COVID, or you're you know you're good to go? Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Jeremy's rah rah bull. Bring on the COVID. I'm in good enough shape. I'm good to go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So how how is the service at the Ritz? Uh, it's, it's fine, man. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, this one's uh, you, one of the small Hilton Gardens, I think. Um, it's a nice hotels. HLT. Yeah. Here's a free advertisement for you. That's right. That's right. Boys, right, guys, go ahead with you your questions. fired up today. I've been loving your commentary. You're so amazing. <laughs> they told me to calm down in the chat that I'm getting too, uh, too you much You two are so tomorrow. amazing. I, I love everything you always do, always in <laughs> We love you too, Jeremy. Okay, but we got to get your thoughts on, first of all, I want to get your thoughts on this overall market because we've been shopping around here for about a month. I know I was watching on your tweet, Twitter, though, and you've been kicking butt and taking names. You had a huge June. How did you do it? What were you trading to have one of your best months in a long time? Yeah, man. Um, I, I traded a lot of uh, cloud name companies. So Fastly, F-S-L-Y. The hot that, stuff. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, Net, N-E-T. Yeah. So Net, uh, that was a really big one for me. And uh, obviously, Tesla. <laughs> you get down dirty in Tesla. Are you I got it? down and dirty on Tesla. Yep. So played a little bit of Tesla action, but yeah. And honestly, man, just a lot of good day trades. There's been a lot of good moves. Beyond Meat was really, really fun as well for, for June. Um, and I did a lot of option sales. Hey, wait, wait a second. Dennis, Dennis, go wide. Go wide. We, go got, wide. The we got the jobs number coming up. Thank you, yep. Joel. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I do have, let me see if I can find my sheet here. Jeremy, you don't, you don't really care about the jobs number, right? I mean, you got a job, you don't care about the jobs data, 3 million jobs expected to be added, uh, looking for unemployment to go down to 12.2% from 13.2%. I mean, you just, I mean, you might look for some setups or something, but uh, overall, right? This is, uh, you just let it go, right? Yeah. Generally, I mean, here's the thing, guys. If I figured this back in mid-April, if we're not going down in arguably the worst global economy we've ever seen in an extremely long time, nothing's going to make this market go down. So I haven't been short anything since April 6th. Okay. All right. Uh, as anticipated here, they're jacking the S&Ps. We just made a new high. Uh, the jobs report here. I'm going to get it off uh, CNBC. Ooh. Jobs report eminent. They're, they're jacking it anyways. I don't even know if it's out yet. There you go. Look at that. 3140. 3139 and a half. 3140. Do I hear 3141? 3142. Yeah, 42 and a quarter. 47. Maybe if it gets to 47, I might short it here. Uh, June jobs report. Stephen Leesman is adjusting his glasses. 4.8 million jobs are added. Unemployment drops to 11. Oh, my Lord. 11.1%. They're wow. loving Party. it. Party. Yeah. Dennis, you can't be – you didn't get – 
kicked off there, did you? No, I no, thank you. I canceled all my orders. <laughs> it was a good call, Joel, to cancel because I probably would have got picked up. Like, oh, I forgot about the jobs, and I get so excited talking to Jeremy Newsom. I forgot about the jobs number, yeah. and I'm losing a lot of money. So no. this, this, you're, you're already done, Dennis. It it's hard to make. And I, I okay, so years ago, you could sit here and you know you get the big spike sudden, and you could grab stocks, but it's tricky now. One is they chop it around and you know for the first few seconds then you're like is it good is it good is it good and then it is good and then everything's already gone so it's fast the high frequency traders are very quick what, Dennis that? does not no he's just talking about the stocks uh, he's okay. just, he wants to yeah he tried, I trade he the spy uh, obviously against it I use that for hedging purposes right. so I'm not trading the right. futures I'm trading I've got the spy on the screen and I do the index arb but doing it on the jobs numbers is not as easy as it used to be yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. quick, man. It's quick. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh let's move on here. Uh so te- I mean, I I know you've been in Tesla and I mean do you have are you are you flat now? You have a target, do you have a different portfolios? How you how are you looking at it longer term? Uh I have a lot of put sales on Tesla right now. You know me, man. I love selling the volatility on this thing. There is there is money guys at four fifty for October. I was like, "Yep, got to do that one." That seems like that seemed like a no-brainer. What was it a thousand? I was just like, "Wait a minute, I feel like that's over five hundred dollars away." Is this real? How much was <laughs> that put? Eight dollars. It's it's crazy because people are still buying the puts, thinking that the company's going bankrupt. Yeah, so, still. I, still I, remember, I did the same thing with you, Jeremy. Remember, we were selling the one twenties. I sold the one with the stock was $250. I sold the 120 puts on Tesla for 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Dennis. I mean, yeah, me and Jeremy were talking. I get 20 bucks for the 120. I mean, I'm getting 20% of the value of it. I don't think Tesla, I always said, even if Tesla starts to fail, there's so many people that would buy it down there. I mean, if the stock got down to hundred dollars, GM and Ford would have went gulp. So there was no way Tesla's going bankrupt. The, the companies have too much technology at a certain price. Another company would come in and buy it. So, and even when you're selling at 400, the same thing, Jeremy. Uh, yeah. If it was to fall down there, you think Toyota and all these other companies aren't interested in Tesla's technology? At a yep. certain price, I think that they would come in and buy the buy the company. I agree, man. I totally agree. So yeah, I, I'm I'm expecting Tesla to. Uh, throw in some nice, interesting highs today. Um, and I know you guys were talking about Neo. I don't have any position in Neo at all. I've just uh, I've always been Tesla. I haven't played Nikola, so I'm, I've only been day trading a little bit. But I feel like that's an absolute dumpster fire of a stock in a company. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Like Nikola? Yeah, NKLA. I just uh, it, it no. seems everyone knows everything about that company. That's, they're promoting it quite a bit, which I don't yeah. always love the promotional aspect of it. They're on there on yeah. CNBC. They're, they're they seem to be very promotional about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, when, when, when people care that much about their stock price, it makes yeah. me concerned to a certain extent. But the yep. story is hot enough that I don't want to be shorted either because who knows, electric cars could just, you know, the electric car story, a rising tide lifts all ships. We've seen this here. So the borrow rate's unbelievable on it. What's the borrow on that? Uh, I think it's like over 600%. Wow. Yeah, it's outrageous. So I'm not shorting it. Um, I'm not playing options. I'm only day trading if I do, and I haven't done any day trades on it uh, in a little bit. So yeah, NKLA is, is really, really interesting. I'm watching BABA. So I have some BABA leaps. I really like this gap. I'm, um, I'm, in, the, I'm in the June 
sorry, sorry, sorry. January 2022, 230 calls on Baba. Um, I what like, those cost? Those cost $30. Big bucks. Yeah. Well, you're a long ways out. You got a lot of time on your hands. A lot of time. Almost a year and a half. When you're buying options, you're going out a long time just so that premium. Because he's smart. when you go out that far, I just make yeah. this point here. When you go out that far, you don't have to worry about that erosion and time value happening immediately. Like when you're buying three weeks out, it's all time value, and that erodes very quickly. But when you go out two years out, a time value holds for a long time. It does. It does. And options stress people out a lot, man. And when you trade options, a lot of people buy options so that they can get a good return. But if, if, if Baba goes from where it was two days ago, it's like 213 up to 232, which is only, uh, let's just say a $25 move in the stock, those options will increase around 25%. Right. And so like a 25% return is still not terrible. So for me, it's like, I just like buying the longer term options and understanding that I can be in these a little bit longer and be a little bit more calm and less stressed. And, and the other thing too, and I know you buy as well as sell, and when you're on the selling end, if it goes nowhere, you make money, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that's the thing that, uh, that people got to realize. I mean, of course, you know, selling puts and secure, you know, you should have the cash. A lot of things can happen. You could have got your head chopped off um, in February and March, but you know, that, that's just, you know, one thing uh, to keep in mind. Well, let, let's, what it's, um, what's, I, I know you're in your hotel room there. Um, you're probably getting, um, you know, a big room service uh, order coming up soon here <laughs> uh, at the Ritz. And um, what, what do you, are you going to try, you going to trade today? Are you going to let the boys handle it? What, what are you going to do? Today, I'm letting the boys handle it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you and Dennis make all the money for me today. So, uh, I'm, I'm just going to be relaxing a little bit. I will be doing some day trading from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. So I'll be on the microphones in my trading room. I'll be doing that. We have the free room next week. I know a lot of people like popping in and watching, you know, watching me trade because I trade kind of uniquely sometimes. So next week I have the open house for real life trading. But yeah, man, it's going to be really exciting. I'll pop in today from 12 to 2, but I'll take it easy. You know. So how do you like just coming in at like noon? Like, are you, what, are you just looking for continue, continuation moves or, you know, for me, like if I can't get hit overnight or I can't get hit, you know, early in the morning, I mean, I, I guess for the S&Ps, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, oh, uh, uh, COVID cases up in Texas, you know, they take yeah. it down and then they take it right back up. What do you, when you're yeah. coming in late in the day, what, what do you look at? That's a good question, man. That's kind of, that's actually really one of my strategies is I'll look for stocks that are kind of beaten up a lot randomly throughout the day and just go look for some type of really good risk reward opportunity. So if I can buy a thousand shares of something and risk 30 cents and it goes up 70 cents, right? That's just math that everyone can understand. And so that's kind of what I look for is really beaten up stocks that are down a lot and just try to see if they can, if I can fade them back up on the upside um, that, that time of the day, because again, 12 o'clock Eastern, market closes in four hours. I'll have a lot of idea of what it's done. And if it's down just an absolute megaton at that point and the market's up, I figure, hey, it might get a rebound. So I kind of look for weakness around that 12 o'clock frame. What about strength? What about something's just crazy up? And yeah. I, just, I just want to illustrate the point of what yeah. he's doing there is that, you know, if, if he does that kind of trade, most likely you'll lean like on the low of the day, right? Or yeah. some kind of retracement yeah. of the retracement, correct? Exactly. Exactly, man. And you're so, always well, jumping in and looking the same way I do, kind of looking at where I'm going to get out first, right? Like you have a contingency plan on all your trades, do you not? 
every one of them. Every one. Every of them. one. You see, this is the key, and this is what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to go out and say, majority of newer traders look and they're like, "Oh, I got to get in that. I'm going to make some money." But yeah. Jeremy and myself look at it. Where can I control the risk? You know, yeah. like where it does it look like a good setup? Where okay, I've got defined some defined risk here, and now I can get a look at the upside from that. And I love that you just did the two to one thing too, because I just said it right before you came on yeah. the show. I was talking about the two to one risk reward setup, and on my swing trades, I do the same thing. I look yeah. okay. I'm willing to risk five bucks. I'm gonna try to make ten here on the stock, or yeah. you know, or five percent, and gonna try to make ten. So okay. again, the key for to Jeremy's success, why he's making money every month. Is this discipline? I try, man. I appreciate that. It's very, it's very. What kind about um, Gary wants to know when you come in in the middle of the day? What time frame charts are you looking at? Good question. So I do a lot of fives and fifteen minutes. So uh, I don't really look at the threes that often. I don't look at any oh. twos, any ones. There's a lot of fives, a lot of fifteens. I'll scan the thirty. You know, just what about see. tick charts? What about tick charts? <laughs> I get. I, I will cut you off right now if you tell me you look at. You will be gone. Only, only futures do I trade tick charts. Okay, that's uh, yeah, good but, enough. But no, stocks, are you kidding me? Like, I can't. Dude, I'm actually the worst one-minute trader in the world. I don't look at the one-minute. I'm not good at it. I fully it's, tell people all the time. I suck. Like, bullish, bearish, bullish, bearish, bullish, bearish. Boom, boom, boom. It's like me. I'm up and down, up and down, up yeah. and down. Bullish, yeah, bearish, minute, bullish, I, bearish. Uh, I'm not the greatest on the one-minute time frame. So, yeah, five and 15 minutes late in the day. And to answer your question, Joe, when you're talking about massive strength, I will, other than Tesla, I don't short Tesla. But if something's really, 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 really hot and it's just up massive, I will look to play, okay, wow, the market's up 2% and this random company's up 24%. Hmm, let me see if I can try to short it, put a nice stop above the high of the day and see if it can slowly trickle down. And uh, same exact thing, 1,000 shares, 30 cents of risk, try to get 70 cents on it. And, you know, that's just slowly stacking that wood every day to build the house, you know? Do you ever, uh, do you ever carry a day trade? Like if it's going your either way, do you ever carry a day trade overnight if it's going your way or do you carry one if it's going against you? Dude, it's so rare. Um, never if it's going against me, but I'm, I'm a giant pansy. And when I'm day trading, the only time I hold a day trade overnight is if I've planned to do that before I bought it. That's one of my number one rules. So Facebook was my big, big failure because on Monday I bought a lot of Facebook at open oh, and wow. in my mind, I said, man, I should hold this for a few days because this is no re why would not, why would Facebook not go up from here? But I didn't say it out loud. I didn't plan it before I bought it. I just thought it in my brain and thinking something in your brain's cool, but it's not real until you say it or put it on paper. And so since I didn't do that, um, I didn't hold it. And so that's kind of the, the discipline aspect for me is very, very crucial in my trading. Uh, Dennis, time frame for your charts. Me? I, I, I pretty much just want the overall trend. So the first chart I look at is the 90-day. And obviously, I don't have to look at charts. on. I know you know certain stocks like Tesla are obviously in an uptrend. But if I'm not familiar with the issue, the first thing I want to know is, what has this been doing for the last 90 days? Is it trending up or trending down? Is it a strong stock or a weak stock? That's what I want to know. So if I don't know the stock, and there's you know a few stocks that I don't know, um, you get these you know some of these smaller companies. I'm like, I bring up the chart. I want to know is it strong or is it weak in the last 90 days, and then that gives me a bias because, like I said, I like to buy strength and short weakness because the strong gets stronger and the weak get weaker in this tape. I do little intraday fades, but overall I'm following the overall trend. So like Facebook, your buy was you know a counter trend rally and an overall trend that's been definitely up and that's probably why it bounced back so quickly if the chart yep. was going the other way you have so much overhead supply from people who've been down for so long 
So, you know, it's probably why Facebook was able to bounce back as quickly as it was because there's a lot of people who missed the boat on this that are trying to get in on any type of a dip. Bingo, man. Yeah. Do you adjust your stops? Definitely, man. Definitely adjust my stops. So normally I personally suggest doing a time-based stop movement. So I move my stop every 30 minutes. Um, And the reason I have a lot of people suggest that initially is so that you don't have to guess when to move it. You, you just have like a systematic, yeah, exactly. You have a systematic robotic approach where you go, okay, I've been in the trade 30 minutes. Let me move my stop a little bit. So you start chipping away at that risk. So if I initially risk 30 cents on a thousand shares, 30 minutes later, now I'm only risking 25 cents and 30 minutes later, I'm risking 20 cents and 30 minutes later, I'm risking 15 cents. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, any, uh, I know let's just like, let's just look like long-term. Let's just look out. Let's just take off our short-term day trading. And uh, is there anything in there that, you know, you've been in and it's, you know, A-Y-X. you're still in it. What? A-Y-X. Okay. A-Y-X. Boys and girls is going to go absolutely monster mode. Um, it's an unquestionable fact that's going to hit $200 before September. And uh, feel free to stay long on this one, man. This is a train that's just going to keep running, and I love it. What is it? Yeah. What do they do? I didn't know if Dennis was about to answer that question. No, no, I was just going to just give the disclaimer. Not, nothing is guaranteed on this show. Yeah, we, we don't guarantee anything. So <laughs> re, 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 listen to the disclaimer at the end of the show. Nothing is for sure, but Jeremy thinks it's a pretty good possibility <laughs> that yeah. Eterix is going to 200. Totally, 100% my opinion, and I've absolutely been wrong on the show many times. So you're usually right on the show, actually. Usually right. <laughs> <laughs> He's usually right. Yeah. All right, but and the- uh, I just uh, one more. Did um, does Ashley still have her square? I know you sold out to Netflix and you bought her square. Does she square still is have still it? Long tray, baby. Square is still just chugging along, man. You oh, gotta boy. love this one. Dude, but I you mean- did sell the net. She sold out of her Netflix, right? This is correct. Yep. Netflix has been, Netflix was sold and squares just staying long and strong, my man. Okay. So, yeah. I love square long. I know, I've heard Dennis was in a, in a square. Position. I know I sold it cause I got spooked on the virus and <laughs> that was a mistake. Yeah. I sold my Facebook and my square cause I was Actually, spooked out society, and man. those were mistakes. Nobody wants to handle cash during COVID. So what's square going to do? Right. Oh, there you go. I just no didn't think there's any businesses COVID. that were open to hit to, to be using square at. <laughs> They're not. No one's open anywhere, but hey. <laughs> well, the hotel's open. Hilton's open for Jeremy Newsom. That's right. All right. We've been guys. on the line here for extended time with Jeremy Awesome Newsom, and you can find him at Real Life Trading. I, I had had him on in a few weeks or a few months. I'm saving him for a special day here. Uh, Jeremy, fantastic talking to you. Thank you so much. Uh, say hi to the family. Uh, have a great reunion, and uh, we'll be touching with you next week. Thanks, guys. You rock. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. All right. We got the 3145 here. Just uh, while the market was bouncing around, it's got my sheets here. And uh, there was a a 3147. That's your six day Globex high. There was another high up there at 4575. That's still not within the average trading range. Though the trading ranges have been coming down. My nine day average trading range is 81. So that gives you a target of 3176.75. I don't know if we're going to get there today, but uh, keeping a close eye here on 3147. Uh, let's just talk about like two-day moves, Dennis, and uh, 
Pfizer, it got to 3508 yesterday and then sold off a little bit. Did, uh, did you play this one at all for the two-day move? Uh, no, um, because it gave it back. So I didn't see any reason that there was going to be a two-day move. Um, it, it closed right on the lows. So if the close stock closed strong, it's a different story. I'm long Pfizer, full disclosure, in the long-term portfolio. And I would love to own more Pfizer if it got back down and filled that gap down to 32. But these you know, vaccine plays, every time you're chasing these things, it seems to be a losing trade. I mean, AstraZeneca ripped up about a month ago on their potential vaccine. It was trading up at 58 or $59 in the pre-market or the after hour session when they announced that and never saw those levels so if you look at the chart you won't even see it and it gave it all back gilead we know with remdesivir it's had multiple pops those pops were all fades pfizer was a fade yesterday too trading up over 35 for the majority of the pre-market opened you know 34 or 50 couldn't even get any gas to go there and then came back in so um i, I love pfizer i'd be a buyer of pullbacks here but i'm not chasing it yeah, too bad he couldn't get back into that gap area. But uh, momentum today, uh, certainly uh, carrying it. So we covered, we covered Pfizer here. Uh, the only stock without, without any good news on it. Let's just talk uh, Mickey D's. Uh, let's talk the restaurant sure. sector here. Uh, we discussed on the pre-pre-market show that uh, the biggest Pizza Hut um, franchiser uh, declared for bankruptcy early in the week. That really doesn't bother me because I've never liked Pizza Hut pizza. Uh, but um, the news Pizza Hut's me, been struggling for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I really I, I don't like Taco Hell either. I, I'm not a, a big fan. And KFC, have you ever had that uh, the double breaded patty with bacon and cheese inside? What do it's they like, call that? Didn't they have uh, a, a name heart for attack? That Heart, heart attack on a, and there's no bun. Remember they had the two chicken breasts and the chicken breasts were the bun? What was that? That sandwich? was it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's no bun. There's just, it's a curve and there's just the two chicken oh. breasts are the, are the buns. It's an awesome idea. I have had that before and it's pretty darn good. All right. Uh, I do have a heart condition as well. So maybe that's from that. Uh, so <laughs> just what do you kidding. Think about just kidding, KFC. Although I'm not totally kidding. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Mickey D's here? Uh, trading up 81 cents here. And they shrug off the news. So last night, breaking news, Mickey D's is uh, going to delay the opening of their dine-in restaurants. They were um, they delayed it by three weeks So because of, the obviously, the spread. So, again, McDonald's still has a huge drive through business, so maybe not surprising. They hit it last night. I actually made some trades on this. I traded the headline and made a point on it. Um, I'm out of the trade now, so I can freely speak about it. It's popping back up. They're shrugging it off, and maybe it's, you know, a three-week delay on opening the dining restaurant doesn't seem to be that much of a, you know, of a, of a game changer here for McDonald's either. So it's the, there's a reason it's not up as much as the market today. It's definitely weighing on a little bit, but it's McDonald's. they got a drive-through business. I still think the company is a good company. It's just I'm not buying restaurants right now because I'm still worried about the virus. Uh, you know, the thing, I, and I just don't get about like drive through, like I, I so rarely eat that stuff that you like it warm, you know, right? And you People don't want to see, in the car. yeah, but I mean that, you know, you're, you're, you're different though, Joel, you got the doctor for, for the wife. So you're how you swim, you exercise no, don't the swim majority of North Americans, I'm going to say, aren't as health conscious as you are. Okay. So, and you are, you think you're not, but you really are like, yes, you don't like eating, you know, fast food, you, you exercise frequently. 
I mean, my kids would eat McDonald's every meal of their entire life if they could. They absolutely love McDonald's. Every three-year-old loves McDonald's. Every five-year-old loves McDonald's. They've got it whipped. I mean, you go in there and, you know, they hand my kid a free ice cream cone the one day and they said it's a magic moment. I mean, McDonald's just fires on all cylinders always. They turn these coffee shops to compete. You know, they become McCafes. They're competing with Starbucks. The business just is awesome. The problem is the stock has underperformed and really got slammed in March because their dine-in restaurants are closed for the most part in a lot of places. So the sales are down. And I think when this uh, COVID, when we finally get a vaccine or we finally get beyond this, McDonald's is going to eventually get back to all-time highs, in my opinion. So I don't think it's the end of McDonald's at all. Um, there is just, you know, 220 we're talking about. Am I buying at 185 today? No, because I don't know where how this is going to play out, but if you are buying it and you're holding it for 10 years, I think you make money. Okay. All right. Uh, should we go to some tickers in the chat? Do we want to? Yeah, I'll pound out a few. I mean, I pretty much exhausted my list, which had all electric cars on it, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it was the electric type of day. But, yeah, you know, this is just the type of market where, again, if you're coming in and buying them today, now, can we continue? Yeah, you know, maybe there's going to be nervous shorts going on the weekend. Or maybe there's going to be nervous longs going on the weekend. You could see some whipsaw moves here yet. But again, in this market, it has paid to buy the dip and sell the rip. We've been up for three days straight. Jeez. Could we cool down for a day or two? It's possible. So if I was in some swing trades, I'd probably be looking to lighten up um, into the rallies. Again, I'm always buying dips and selling rallies. So we've had a pretty good three-day move oh, here. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, so and especially in some of these stocks. Again, if you're in some swing trades, re, re, you bring up your stops, and these things can go for a while. I mean, I never thought I would still be in WKHS, even though I'm in a small position in it now, but it's just been a monster. Um, so there, there's definitely opportunities on both sides of it, but I'm not chasing. Okay. I don't think you need to chase. All right. We uh, got a, I just did the ticker thing here, and uh, the chat is just absolutely. 30 seconds per ticker. We can get like 10 in there. Let's go. Boom uh amd okay i'll take one then you take one i'll take amd stock is still love they bought the dip again it's up three it's up five points ten percent in three days so and you're running it overhead supply when you get to 55 if i was long this thing i'd sell it at 55 that's a swing trade talking okay uh for me you're, Amer- you. okay american airlines and oh it looks a little bit quiet here i'd like to before i like a jump out and make a big comment i just want to see what it's doing here in the pre-market. It's uh, up, up, but up they're not participating. The airlines, I'm going to take this one from you. Because oh, I, I guess I guess you're going to do two and then I'm going to do one. Sure. I, mean, I wanted to steal this one from I, you. I'm doing the steal. <laughs> it's like a game show. I'm stealing it because American Airlines has not been participating in the recent rally. It was an awful chart yesterday. I tried it for a swing trade yesterday. I tried it because I was like, it, it had the big up move off the hop. And then it, it, it quietly consolidated around 1375. And I was like, it, this might be the 50% retracement of the room and maybe gets another lift. It lifted to 14 and they pulled the rug out from under it. So again, I lost 12 cents on it, only on my swing trade there. And I was willing to lose the 1% to, to go higher. But it started taking out, you know, and started going lower. And it's a good loss because it continued to move down from that point. It is concerning that some of these reopening stocks did not participate in yesterday's rally. They are participating this morning. And that's good news, but I didn't like the candle yesterday in American Airlines. I think there's better places for your money, but we've seen these things just get crazy too. Uh, if you are buying it, I would absolutely stop myself up below 12 bucks. Yep. 
Yep, yep, I see that. And, uh, you know, it's got some room. It came off at 2280. Okay, uh, my turn, unless uh, Dennis hops Go. in. Uh, Simon Property Group, SPG. I mean, once again, uh, there's so many other stocks out there to buy. It's trading up 239 here. I mean, it's got some room. I mean, maybe, man, this thing really moves around. Let me see on the dailies if I can see anything. Uh, 72.93, that was a high from yesterday. So let's take that out. And the party started, uh, your next daily high comes in at 75.35. Uh, Dennis, I'll give you another another dog. What are you supposed to do two now? You go. Oh, okay, Carnival Cruise Lines. I think I'll just echo those sentiments that uh, that Dennis had about, um, you know, these stocks are just, there's a lot of, oh, up 85 cents here. Uh, once again, if you look at swing trade, you can lean. What's the low here in CCL? Uh, Carnival Cruise. I'd say 15 bucks. Yeah, 15 bucks. Actually, three lows in that area. On the upside, 1715. Uh, what do you need to do to get to yesterday's high? Wow, yesterday's high was way up at 1783. Ooh, and another high at 1804. So if you're holding out for a target there, a big target would be uh, 18 bucks in that one. Uh, Dennis, uh, how about accidental petroleum? Oxy? Yeah. Again. Not participating. So these stocks, and it's just been hanging out here, like ready to fall off a cliff. It, the market is helping it this morning, but it has not been participating in the recent rally as well. The reopening stocks have not been participating. It's been tech driving the bus. It has been the stay-at-home stocks that have been picking up the slack. Like look at you know EA and look at Activision, the gaming stocks, all making new highs on the move again yesterday. You can clearly see that this market wants to own stocks, but it's not that interested in the reopening plays right now for obvious reasons. 50,000 cases yesterday. So don't tell me the market doesn't care. It cares because the market is rotating into tech and it's staying kind of away from some of the reopening plays. Like American Airlines gets, you know, an ugly candle yesterday on a good day for the market. CCL, an ugly candle yesterday. So Occidental Petroleum falls in that same way. It wants the reopening. And, um, you know, you have a level to lean on. 1720 below that i don't want to own it okay i'm gonna do uh zoom uh which i just think is like the greatest product ever i mean i'm awesome actually product. Product yeah i mean i'm running the show here i'm doing all this and how to set it up and know how to work it i mean they rock they yeah, I mean, it, rock. Is, it huh. is you know valuation i can't tell you anything about but uh you know ease and also remember dennis when we first started doing the show um i believe it was adam bratt was just pulling his hair out trying to connect us because you're in Canada and I was in a different office oh, yeah. all over the place. And it was like, it was the heart. Then we used a Skype. We used go to meeting there's like our fifth different platform and uh, live one, stream live. Well, we do live stream. I, I can't explain it to you. You're not oh. technically. Yeah. You're savvy still using live stream to a certain yep, extent. I think so. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> Zoom. 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 Oh, big old level here. Just tell it's all about 260, 162. Uh, you had that was your all time high the other day on the uh, Russell rebalance. 261 is where you hit yesterday. You're trading up 87 cents. And, uh, yeah. So, but you know, if it's, I, I don't see this one having like a, if it does break out, you know, I don't know if you're like, you're going to have that other 8, 10, 12 point runner. Who knows what happens? I think you but, go to 300. 
Yeah. Of that and, and why not? The valuation doesn't matter. It could. Um, if you take out, I don't want to be sure it starts making new all-time highs. I said four days ago, I think it could top out. It cooled off for two days, and now it's coming right back, and it looks like it wants to break out here again. I would not want to be short the stock. Okay. All right. And uh, Dennis, I'll let you do this one. Apple. I still own in the long-term portfolio. It's closing stores because of the reopening. It doesn't matter. It's just loved. Stock's going to try to make new all-time highs here. It's five bucks away. Uh, I, I mean, from a growth perspective, it doesn't have the huge growth, but it does have the tech and it is reasonably valued. Growth at a reasonable price with Google, Apple, I mean, Facebook to a certain extent. You know, some of these stocks are not in the bubbles that other stocks are. And so I still own all those. I have no intention to sell on Apple. Okay. Uh, quick question. Uh, Joel, Dennis, can you talk about trading on OTC? Dennis, I think you'll uh, sum up both of our comments on uh, OTC trading. Well, it depends on what you're talking about OTC. You're talking pink sheets. You're talking, obviously, bonds trade over the counter. It's different. But once you start getting away from the exchanges, it gets trickier. So um, so I'm, I'm not sure. You'd have to go further into the question okay. to, to know exactly what you're talking about. But OTC trading is, is obviously tricky when you get off exchange because, you know, bids, offers, like I, I was trying to sell that bond that I had, um, that had, it was a stock that turned to a bond and they got to call around and find me bids. And I was like, I don't know if it's a good, but you know, they're scalping and making some money on you too. So it's tricky. Once you start getting off exchange, tricky, so the trading is tricky. I stay on exchange with my trading. Okay. All right. Uh, since uh, everything is hot electric, we will end the show with general electric here. Oh, that's the most boring <laughs> one to end the show with. Uh, <laughs> Seven bucks. It's got to get over seven <laughs> soon. If it doesn't get over seven, trouble ahead. I mean, could this turn or could it be a turnaround story? Could it pop 10, 20%? Yeah, it could, but it's like Ford General Motors. I mean, the story is as cold as ice. And, you know, you think about these stocks, you know, that are popping, you know, like Tesla 10% every day. This is the opposite of that. This is a stock that nobody wants. It's a stock that everybody owns and nobody wants to. So and people own it because they're stuck in it. I, I sold my G back at 13 or $14 that I had for a decade and it had never made me money in that whole decade. Yes. I got some dividends off it, but you know, it, it went down and drifted down. G has been a dog really, you know, going back since Welch has been gone. GE has not performed since Jack Welch has left that company. And that's almost 20 years ago, or it's at least 15 years ago. So at GE, just, you know, and they keep trying new CEOs and keep trying to do things. They've done everything wrong. Honeywell and GE were two comparables one day. Honeywell did everything right. GE's Remember done that? everything yep. wrong. I have no interest in owning GE. There's a lot better places for my money. Could it pop? Could it rally with the dogs? Sure. Every dog has its day, but way easier making money in stocks that are hot than stocks that are not. Ah, that's a good one. All right, we just hit that thirty-one forty-seven. That was a daily high, fifty-six and a quarter. After that, I mean, your uh, on your average daily trading range, we could get to seventy-six, seventy-five. So holy mokes! But see what happens. You want to follow through through that pre-market high. Trying to get Sean Emery on for Monday. Oh, yeah, uh, Sean. Yeah. Um, Spencer will be back. We'll have to decide, you know, what we want him to do next week. Uh, but I would just want you to know, uh, please remember that all the information from this show is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Tell us about your winners, not your losers. Thanks a lot. We like doing this. We love you guys. Have a great trading day. 
back with you on Monday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.